nopes, TV nopes, maybe I'll use this audio for a theme song. I honestly think that could work. You just like get some royalty-free music underneath there and have have a little a little fun with it, and you know. Hey, people, let's people and let's it. leave in. I think let's leave in that part too. That's great. Uh, hey everybody, uh, welcome back to TV Nopes, a comedic discussion of terrible media criticism using a TV tropes page that shouldn't exist as a jumping-off point. Okay. I think that's the thing that I'm going to say at the beginning, and I said it right. Uh, today, I am joined by uh, incredibly hilarious writer, comedian, funny person, friend, all-around wonderful human being, Jenny Jaffe. Aw, thank, thank you. For joining you. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's written for a bunch of shows. You can look her up on, uh, I don't know, I guess IMDb if you want to. <laughs> The, the internet. The, yeah, if you're the nosy type. <laughs> um, but Jenny, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's good um, to so talk to you. Today we are going to. Do- oh, sorry. It says it's good to talk to you. It's been a while. I know it is. It's good to talk to you too. We've uh, we've had we've been on the same Jack boxes a few yep. times. Um, but you know, living on opposite coasts during a pandemic, we have had less in-person interaction. Uh, than, you know, we had in years previous, but uh, I'm, I'm sure that's probably a pretty common experience for a lot of people over the last year. For sure. Um, so uh, you chose to discuss the TV Tropes page for the 2013 documentary Blackfish. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, I is, did. <laughs> I'm sorry I made yes. you watch it. No, that's it's okay. It's it's very well made. It's like what of those what of those like I'm trying to think of what a good example would be of like there's a certain genre of documentary that's like very consumable even though the content is incredibly bleak. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of murder documentaries are like that. Like, they're so fun to watch, you kind of forget, like, they're real people. And I think that does become a problem. Yeah, that's definitely true. This almost feels like, I mean, I guess it preceded the true crime era by a little bit, right? Because when, yeah. like, when did Serial come out? Serial was, like, 2016? Yeah, so this, and that felt like the kind of, not that there weren't, murder documentaries and podcasts beforehand but that definitely felt like the big one yeah Um, i mean that felt like it brought it to the mainstream i mean my favorite murder has been going for a long time now but i think when serial happened it kind of gave people permission to be like yeah i love murder stories which um i feel like blackfish is a little different just in that it's like it's sort of a it's part nature documentary it's really more of like a an indictment of the way that humans treat animals and um oh definitely and, 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 and there is a murder in it there is a murder but it's like it's really hard to watch so oh yeah they it is some real hard to watch footage i would say uh content oh i i do sorry i always like to mention content warning for pretty much everything sorry i didn't say that before killer whale murder because uh you know sometimes we're discussing the tv tropes page of sensitive 
films and the people who make the Mimi nine gag entries on TV tropes do not maybe use the right sensitivity, which makes for some, uh, you know, absurd and interesting podcast talks as we look over that, but which also, you know, if you need a content warning, uh, anything that you might expect from Blackfish, you might hear us talking about. So, uh, you know, listen accordingly. Um, I, so I first saw Blackfish when I went with, the way we met was that I dated your roommate when we were like post-college. Um, and he's still a good friend of both of us. Um, and, uh, we went to see Blackfish and I lost it. I just, I, we, like, we had to like stop at a bar on the way back to my place. Like, yeah. I was crying so hard that people thought he was, like, breaking up with me. And then to try and cheer me up, he brought up, like, videos of, like, happy whales in the wild. And, like, there was this one really sweet video about a whale who liked to follow a fishing boat and made friends with them. And, like, it really helped. And then it turned out that whale had gotten killed by that fishing boat. I was just, like, beside myself that night. Oh, no. This wasn't a big elaborate prank. That he was trying to pull. Was if it? it was, it was very funny. Uh, yeah, that's what I think. It's funny in retrospect. Once I really you, you don't know, think guess... he knew in the moment. I think, but I do think it would be something that he would do that would be funny. Yeah, he just gets you. He's like, "Oh, cheer up! I got you some ice cream." It's like one of the Shamu ice cream pops they sell. <laughs> yeah, I mean to be fair. Oh be my hilarious. god, I'm so sorry. Here, just have a black and white cookie. Oh, oh my damn god. It. Um, yeah, no, it is, it's, it's like a, it's pretty, you know, we, um, you know, we, we won't get too specific except for where it relates to the TV tropes page. So we're not, we're not going to do like a full summary of Blackfish itself. It's, that, that's uh, probably for the best. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, let's jump into the TV tropes page then. Okay. Uh, so I actually, I went through, I picked a few of interest, but we can kind of jump around as we want. The very first entry on the TV Tropes page, and I assume, hopefully, you looked up what a TV Tropes page is if you're listening. Uh, feel free to follow along on the TV Tropes page for Blackfish, but essentially, it's where a bunch of people compile tropes, and they use really Reddit 2011 meme speak to do so and uh you know maybe that's not the best way to talk about the film blackfish um, um i am actually oh sorry no i i'm just looking at it now and the first entry is a really interesting one i this is a interesting this is considered a trope like it's funny what's considered tropes because i don't know if this is considered a trope some of the things on here like there's an example of the trope gasp and it says when one of the trainers is murdered by the killer whale, the audience gasps. And I don't think that counts as a trope. I just, I think like, so the first uh, entry is adult fear. And that's not really a, a trope. That's a concept. Yeah. Well, if you look at like the page for it, it also doesn't really match what they're going for because it's supposed to be like, Oh, adult fear. Like, if you're watching a movie that instead of 
like a kid fear would be a Frankenstein's monster coming at you. But adult fear is like it's a movie about, you know, a child getting a terrible disease and the parent not being able to deal with it. Well, like, you know, a, like, like hereditary fear. is like a combination of like horror movie fears and like adult fears. Yeah, but in this one, the adult fear is, uh, like it says, the adult fear, the description says, the idea that you can be killed doing your job and that your corporation will blame you for it. And it's like, not well, really. I think the, not, the, the fear in it is that a whale is going to drag you down and drown you. Yeah, which, which is terrible in real life, but also very much like a kid fear, too. It's, it's, it's an everybody fear. If you're not afraid of that... You're you're really poorly equipped for for being alive. Yeah, that, I mean that's one of those things where like, like oh wow, how could I explain to my kid that I'm worried that a monster will tear me apart? And it's like I think they baseline get that. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Like, also, just is there anything that doesn't have? Like when you go to the other examples, is there anything that doesn't have an adult fear in it? Because death is, like, the most adult fear. Death is every... that that All things are adult fears. Yeah. A, a, a true adult would be worried about being killed by the Babadook. Of co- yeah, you know? exactly. You don't hit a certain age and go, I've made my peace with it. I don't care what the Babadook does to me. But also every, um... Uh... Also every, uh... Wait, was, oh, every horror movie, like, is, is, like, about the adult fear. Like, the Babadook is about grief, right? Like, so, the the adult fear in the Babadook is that you're going to lose your husband and go crazy. But then yeah. that you're also afraid of the fucking Babadook, so. So, in the, uh, I looked up, because one of the, like, when you go to a tropes page, it shows you media that has that trope. So, you can go from, like, media to trope to other media, which is how... You know, anyone who's been on the website probably knows there's a place where, despite the kind of obnoxious language, it's easy to to burn an hour just kind of jumping through stuff. Um, And so one of the ones they have is Harry Potter. Obviously, you know, disclaimer for uh, the terrible she who must not be named, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, the first example is like, Harry's parents know that the most deadly wizard of all time is hunting their infant. I'm going to say worried about being killed by Voldemort. Probably a kid's fear, honestly. Yeah, definitely. I'm also, so I'm scrolling through, I'm scrolling through these uh, adult fear tropes and it lists Breaking Bad. I'm like, all of Breaking Bad? (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah, that's a, you getting like, cancer, guess, getting being unable to pay for it, needing to do terrible things to take care of your family, learning what you're truly capable of. Okay, one of the this is so bizarre. Like one of the sections they have underneath is podcasts, and there is one entry from a podcast called Six Sad World." Um, like the show from Daria. Yeah, I assume. I mean, I haven't heard. Is there an in-universe Daria podcast? Well, podcast didn't exist when Daria came out, but there was like an in-universe TV show called Six Sad World. So this podcast was probably named for that. I won't report them to uh, whoever holds the uh, Oh, that's very kind kind of you. That's very big of you. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Don't worry. Uh, 
Viacom, you will not be hearing from me. Oh, sorry. Don't worry, Six Sad World hosts. Hosts Jasmine and Marie, apparently. Um, this is, like, odd because it says no one should have to wonder if sending their kids to school will end in death because I assume it's, like, an episode about a school shooting. But, like, that's also a, a kid, kids fear school shootings, too. That's not, like, an adult fear because um, of, you know, the both the words. The, well, the school part, less. It's mostly the second part of it. But um, we can... Once you once you're talking about school shoots, I think it's all right to keep uh, to keep moving along. This is so like two down from adult fear is alternative character interpretation. Um, and if you see the description says in universe, which already an incredible thing to be writing about Blackfish, uh, which takes place in our universe, the same. Sorry, Jenny, are you... Oh. Hello? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Sorry, I thought for a second... Um, I don't know why. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, so two down from that, we have alternative character... I'm just going to make a note around 15 to know that. 15, embarrassed self. Maybe I'll leave that in now. So everyone knows I'm not perfect. Uh, okay, so it says alternative character interpretation. In-universe, the trainers posit that Tilikum hit rage-breaking point, which, again, another example of why TV tropes should maybe have, like, a sensitivity filter on certain movies that turns off, like, the meme language or whatever. Yeah, I also love that it says in-universe. Yeah. In this universe, universe, in our world, it's a documentary. Yeah. In the world of Earth, they posit that perhaps Tilikum hit rage breaking point. Um, which, yeah, it's the idea of like analyzing a documentary as though it's, I mean, that's what the whole page is doing. But it's just so funny that they're like, you know, outside when they when they finished shooting, Tilikum went back to his trailer. I assume. <laughs> Um, that trailer too was too small for him a killer whale who should have been left in nature where was that one no i'm i'm just uh riffing off what you just said oh yes sorry that's yes (laughs) just the document they do another documentary about tilikum the actor yep who's (laughs) fine and he's actually living he's living great on blackfish royalties yeah, he had, you know, the the documentary about him, obviously it goes through a whole arc where he got addicted to fish and then uh, started lashing out. But now he's all better and he's uh, he got himself sober. He's going to star in Blackfish 2. <laughs> I want to live in a world where that's really what's going on with Telecom. That'd, That'd be, be a, a lot, lot better, better, wouldn't it? It really would. Um, there's Okay, so this is something. I don't remember if I found a trope directly related to this but the one of the few times that we'll discuss something like just in the movie itself do you remember so i don't know when's the last time you watched this do you, you remember, remember the, i've like, only seen it once i couldn't do it again it was like most sense. todd salon's movies in that way um yeah i wonder if he maybe he directed blackfish um 
the, okay, the, uh, oh, so there's, do you know the guy who's, like, captures Tilikum? They, like, interview him? Mm-hmm. And he's, like, the most, like, perfectly, I mean, again, it's a documentary, but he's, like, the most perfectly cast, like, the guy who walked in and, like, screeched his hands on the chalkboard to be like, I can get you a killer whale. Yeah. Um, and there's like a line he says in passing where he was like, look, I was involved in two revolutions in South America that installed new presidents, but this is the worst thing I've ever done. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Hold up. <laughs> Can we dig into that? Can we have, um, uh, just the... a documentary about that man? Yeah. <laughs> but this, Cause also but I don't, this... I don't know. Like a lot of humans died probably because of things you did. Are you sure this one's the worst? Yeah, he's just like, you know, look, I had to uh, kill the former, now I don't want to say a real country, but uh, let's let's pretend there was a country called, uh, I don't know, not Colombia. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, I had to kill the entire family of the president of not Colombia in front of him during the revolution. But, uh, you know, didn't get me as much as seeing these whales because you really feel like there's someone behind the eyes there yeah it's very uh very active killing yeah um um i mean i feel like this also predates um like interest that people had in like zoo exotic animal trade like i feel like um tiger king like i don't know about you but i end up getting very interested in like i didn't realize like that that was a whole world of like um the exotic animal trade world sort of like illegal hunting things like that i ended up watching a lot about that and uh, oh yeah and it definitely feels like this is the way that sea world at least used to do it was part of that even though it was considered a legitimate establishment yeah, I think that's one of the things you definitely learn from the movie itself is that, like, the difference between uh, Joe Exotic and whatever, you know, corporate SeaWorld executive. Oh, Joe Aquatic. Like, Joe Aquatic. <laughs> Signed, sealed, deliver that right to the director of Blackfish 2. That's perfect. Oh, Joe Exotic versus Joe Aquatic. Yep. It's on. Oh. This time it's personal. Whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> More like a fighting game of all the illicit animal owners. Um, uh-uh. But, I mean, it's the difference is not much. The difference is the budget. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It's not like... Uh, and it is interesting also. You almost feel like... I mean, it's some... Tw- you know, of course he's going to say it, but, like, I feel like the people in Tiger King at least think they care about the animals um to a degree that like i don't know you get the sense that ownership from the movie was like i don't know they they also i they were declined as the uh as the ending makes clear sea world declined to be interviewed for the movie so can only assume what they feel about it but i also think there is a difference when it's fish or when it's like ocean creatures because i just think that maybe the public view is like a little less like when it's mammal oh i guess whales are mammals but i i feel like people have sort of a different feeling about like big cats because they can think of their own cats at home and stuff and whereas people have less sense of like to what degree do fish have feelings 
No, that's so true. I also, it just made me think because you were like, oh, they think of their own cats at home. And I was like, well, I wonder if someone like sees Tilikum and they're like, wow, that's just like my goldfish. And then they imagine like when his time ends, they have like a giant toilet bowl at SeaWorld. <laughs> they just have to flush them down. Um, seems like that whole place was a toilet bowl, if you ask that's me. <laughs> Uh, it's also interesting. This is alternate, alternative character interpretation. And again, I feel like in I, I as listen, I love TV tropes to as a as a place to waste time, but I don't feel I feel like it's weird to think about any um, any real people through the lens of like what trope they fit into because it's not really an alternative character interpretation. It's just like a it's a real life misunderstanding. Yeah, it's an actual, like, political and scientific disagreement. Yeah, it's more of, like, a gray area that exists in the adult world. Like, the, uh... Like, it's also, like, the, yeah, exactly. It's not alternative character interpretation that says, like, oh, one thinks that Tilikum was frustrated, and the other one has a case of does not know his own strength. Which, like, both not that different necessarily but also um yeah the the attempts to apply these things and the thing with this always is it's like you could i always wonder about these people because like you could have not like who watched blackfish and was was like like, i gotta add to the tv trope yeah exactly i am legitimately curious i have no idea well the weirdest one so one of the ones that comes down uh, further down it's called break the cutie and this one seems to pop up a lot break the and, cutie yeah it's a real i don't think i can't imagine a good version of this like the example have you ever seen madoka magica no i don't know what that is it's so it's the example that's on um i know i'm i'm, I'm nerding myself over here it's the example that's on the break the cutie page have you seen uh neon genesis evangelion no that's okay too um i so okay in normally people try and explain okay but you know sailor moon like yeah to some degree okay perfect so um madoka magica is kind of considered like a dark version of it's sort of like the watchman to sailor moon superman or whatever um where these like high school girls are given these powers and it just destroys their life and everything's horrible and it's like what if teenagers actually were fighting monsters that would actually be terrible you know right um so the example on the page is of the main character you know going from a happy person to getting like but i just like clicked through and one of the examples was the diary of anne frank Oof. Yeah. That's, uh... where is that under literature there? Or is that... It's under, it was under a live-action film. Jeez. I think I saw that a little beforehand. Like, that's a perfect example. I also... So, in a later episode that's going to be coming out, I recorded with uh, Alex Patak for 12 Years a Slave. And that also, they used Break the Cutie. And you're like, why would you do this? Why would you apply this... Well, it just, it feels like a, there is something about it that feels like a real attempt to, like, uh, 
not uh not reckon with the things that happen in real the real world that are like senselessly evil <laughs> and like yeah. instead be like oh it's all part of tropes it's like it's another way i mean that it's another way of creating religion and trying to explain the world through through bible stories it's like nothing that's happening is a is just a novel evil everything is just a um part of this you know sort of easy to parse understandable sequence of things we know happens yeah Yeah, it's it's all all part part of the the story story. it's all part of the story yeah which is so upsetting yeah there was i saw previously because i looked through um you know other options because for the show i mean i sort of i decide like oh tv tropes pages that shouldn't exist and i started off like thinking of stuff like schindler's list and like blackfish 12 years a slave and then i have other ones that are like less like just oh it's weird that uno the card game that is weird page. that uno has one but yeah, it did, right. like if you want to come back for ep- for an episode dose sometime on a much lighter subject yeah may- that might maybe palate cleanser yeah oh the palate cleanser trope i'm sure exists oh i'm sure but that's it is it is like that's i i'd be interested to talk to someone who spent a lot of time editing tv tropes and just be like what's the for you the the reason that this is a way that you want to see the world i'll say if you are listening and you spend a lot of time editing tv tropes I will be very nice to you if you want to come on and we can talk about it. No judgment. I mean, Despite I don't, I don't think it is judgment. I think it's, I think it's people have different ways in which they feel more comfortable viewing the real horrors of the world. And like, obviously it's one thing if you're going through like a movie and putting all the TV tropes on here, but it's like, if you're like, I'm going to do historical events or like depressing uh, documentaries and try and put it through the lens of TV tropes, that's when I start to be like, I wonder if it's not just a way of uh, turning something that's sort of unthinkable into something digestible. Yeah, the one of the examples of Break the QD live action film, which I feel very uncomfortable saying. It sounds like one of those phrases that you put you on a list. Break the QD, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> no, it sounds like one of those things, like the kind of people online who are like, uh who are like ah but it's just drawings of an underage character it's like no don't look i'm all for free expression but also you should be in jail for life (laughs) um that's my one exception to free expression (laughs) um or at least like i don't know keep it here like what no you know what let's not dive into this all i'm gonna say is uh i don't want to hear about drawings that people make uh, like that anyone uh so one of the examples is lars von trier's dancer in the dark and it says lars von trier's dancer in the dark brings this trope to a truly unsettling level and that's where like the weirdness of tv tropes always hits me when they so you make that a thing and you kind of like canonize like this is the trope and then you're like ah i bet lars von trier said i can't wait to bring break the cutie to a truly unsettling level well, it's just like the that movie is. It's not breaking the cutie. It's taking a taking a human woman and pushing her to a breaking point. You know what I mean? Like it's just such a simplification. It's just such an oversimplification to say that that's what 
that trope is. It's not a trope. It's like, um, I don't know. It's just trying to make things digestible in this way. I don't have anything against TV tropes. I just think we're on a really interesting uh, section of it. I do, and I think we're on a very interesting section of it. Um, no, I don't have, I think, you know, for like Marvel movies or whatever, it's like, this is a perfectly nice way, or video games, but it's like, what it's, this is like the thing, because I first came up with the idea when I just was like, is there a TV Tropes page for Schindler's List? And then I was like, oh, there's a TV Tropes page for everything, and there shouldn't be. It's, it's also crazy. It feels like an Internet 1.0 site to me. Um, yeah, like it doesn't seem like something people around. would still be doing in 2021, but it is interesting how like m- updated it is. Yeah. Uh, so this one, okay. So this is interesting because you know talking about how old it seems. One of the tropes is one that's like an actual example of a trope that people talk about, um, or more a writing narrative device. But it says Chekhov's gun, but it says the Chekhov's gun is Kelty Burns' death and her case file. OSHA used it as evidence that the trainers were most definitely in danger while working with the whale. It's like, that's not really a Chekhov's gun. But again, in real life, you don't have Chekhov's guns because no one wrote Kelty Burns' death and her case file. Yeah, I mean, it's also like life doesn't work like that. Life doesn't really have Chekhov's guns. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Life doesn't have foreshadowing. It just has stuff that leads to other stuff. Yeah, like Chekhov's gun. You know, my sister-in-law is pregnant, and then she gave birth. <laughs> like, that's not a... Uh... Oh, I like that they have corrupt corporate executive. Like, yeah, you know, that's it's that's a weird one because it's like... Well, I think it a... exists. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's just, just like, like, well, that, that trope, trope exists. exists but it's the, the, the trope, these, the thing is, in fiction, these tropes do exist. In fiction, there is like, oh, the corrupt corporate executive at the place that seems great, but it's actually not. Like, that's a trope in fiction. You kind of can't apply tropes to a documentary. Like, it just starts to feel, like, really reductive. It's not tropes. It's people's lives. Yeah, and yet this is one of, like, the longest TV tropes pages for some reason. Well, it's the same way, like, sometimes something happens in life, and I'm like, if I wrote this into a script, if I wrote this dialogue into a script, people would say, this seems a little over the top. I I might have even mentioned this on a previous episode. We haven't, I haven't started releasing it, but this will probably be the second episode I release. I'm going to release the first one this Tuesday, so everyone can piece He's together the timeline. Who's the guest? What's the movie? The first one is going to be Brandon Scott Wolf on Parasite's TV Tropes page. Nice. Um... And uh, the, oh, I was to say, there's one of these. It's a uh, gratuitous foreign language. That sounds racist to me. That sounds xenophobic to me. Yeah, that sounds like, I am going to assume, I'll open up the page and see if there are any examples there. But, but the example here is, the title of the documentary itself is a Pacific Northwest Native American word for orca. It's like, no, first off, no, it isn't. It's a translation of a Pacific Northwest Native American word for orca. Blackfish is presumably not what they said in their original language. And also, that's not gratuitous. That's one instance ever, and it's decently well justified. Yeah, that the fact that any amount of foreign language could be seen as gratuitous feels incredibly problematic and racist. Also, if it's an indigenous language, that's not foreign. 
No, that, I, oh, that's a great point. That's a great point. That's <laughs> a yeah. That's that's problematic on a bunch of levels. So okay, let's let's try and find on the page for gratuitous foreign language the tropes page. Um, there are multiple examples there's gratuitous english gratuitous french gratuitous german gratuitous italian gratuitous japanese gratuitous russian i'm gonna say gratuitous italian might be funny yeah and not and the least likely to be problematic sure um let's see what the examples are um oh wait is this page in italian i'm this is a subtrope. Okay, so there's a section on gratuitous Italian that says this is a subtrope of gratuitous foreign language and really should be used with extreme care. And to a normal person, I would assume you'd think, oh, because it could be problematic. But I'm pretty sure they mean don't use this when we could just use gratuitous foreign language. Let's look at uh, films. Oh, I guess it's saying when people, when they have a character, just throw in words from a language that the movie is not in. Yeah, I think. So that doesn't apply to Blackfish at all. Yeah, no, not even a little bit. There is this weird thing where, like, part of my um, day job, I write uh, blogs uh, you know, and we have tools for like SEO purposes and there's certain keywords you kind of want to get in. And so it almost feels like there's some point system where they have to fit in as many tropes as they can. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, at the uh, end of the day, it's like, is there a single piece of any sort of media that could be considered not a trope? It feels like there's always going to be a trope for something. I mean, yeah, there has to, there's nothing, you know. Everything's always going to be inspired by something. I mean, the, really, the 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 clear answer would be like, okay, so documentaries have tropes in and of themselves. Because when you edit it, you know, you're like, oh, you, which is weird that as far as I looked, I skimmed the page and there doesn't seem to be any documentary specific tropes. Because, you know, you could like pull out like, oh, the another person contradicts them you know what i mean like that's an editing trope in documentaries where it'll show like one person be like the killer whale never hurt anyone and they cut to the other person going so it was the night of december 12th when the killer whale hurt someone um but they don't really have that the uh this was one of the ones when i when you suggested or when you chose blackfish and i did a quick look at the page this was the one that stuck out to me as like, oh, this is a perfect page just because this is like, this trope is the epitome of kind of the TV tropes, difficult to comprehend nonsense if you aren't like three levels deep on like fridge horror and whatever. Um, and it's Karma Houdini Warranty. That sounds like, um, that sounds like an album by like Andrew Jackson Jihad or something. Shh. <laughs> I don't know Andrew Jackson Jihad is. Let's see if he has a TV shows page. Wait, so what were you saying? Sorry. So it's um Andrew Jackson Jihad. He is he does have a TV trope. Oh, they have a TV tropes page. Um they have three tropes. Oh no, they have a bunch of tropes. Okay. Anyway. Um so a karma so karma houdini warranty. 
is uh there's a karma houdini which means someone who does bad things is never punished another example of a trope from real life oh donald trump yeah i mean donald trump ultimate karma houdini i look at that guy i go now that's a karma houdini right Right. or like cops who murder black people yes but i don't want to talk about them in tropes i want to talk about them in terms of like the fact that we have a deeply fucked up and racist society like you know what i mean like yeah bringing up like the trope sorry now i'm just thinking i'm just thinking about like it's hard to we'll stick with trump i'm too upset about him no that's understandable it is i mean as of recording and also probably when you're listening it's relevant unfortunately um be great if by the time this is released that's just all solved <laughs> um just all better uh no they, they passed a new law and cops can't shoot innocent people anymore and then it all just stopped um well that, that was a good real good hopefully that has happened that new law and they all follow it um the uh oh so yeah karma houdini and then the Karma Houdini warranty is apparently the idea that they, like, there's a warranty that eventually is up. And then they all the karma gets them, you know? Yeah. Um, and so this page, it says, like, it gives examples of how the Karma Houdini warranty can, uh, you know finish or become void or whatever it says um and like one example they say they push their luck too many times and karma finally steps in okay or a major arc finale is reached and the villain gets a major butt kicking great one of the examples is the plot undergoes cerberus syndrome and villains lose their joker immunity what I know. I love that sentence because it's kind of the perfect example of like the weird, deep rabbit hole within a rabbit hole that is TV tropes. I've spent a decent amount of time on this site and I have no idea what that sentence means. Can you say that sentence again? And then how about this? Don't. So I'll. You can guess after. I'll look it up. So the sentence is the plot undergoes Cerberus syndrome. Cerebus, so like the, I guess like the three-headed dog, Cerebus syndrome, and villains lose their Joker immunity. Maybe like the thing with Cerebus, right, is that there's three heads who can distract different heads or something. Like, so it's something about maybe like getting distracted and then they use their Joker immunity and like, because the Joker never dies. So I think the latter sounds right. Um okay yeah the joker uh joker immunity i think you're 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 spot on it's a villain who like never dies um okay so i understand it now cerebus syndrome i think you're you you were a little off but i don't blame you because apparently this trope is named after a specific comic called Cerebus the Aardvark? Well, I never would have guessed that. <laughs> I never... Why would you name a trope after... I? Is this a popular comic? I've never heard of it in my life. Uh, So it's... 
apparently the trope is a property that starts out funny or lighthearted and then becomes very dark. As in, I assume, Cerebus the Aardvark? What the fuck happens in Cerebus the Aardvark? Uh, there has to be a more... There has to be an example that's more... Like, known? Uh, Cerebus... It was a parody of Conan the Barbarian. And then eventually the creator experimented with LSD. I don't know if that's okay. This is a lot. I, I uh, tune in for Cerebus the Aardvark pod. I'm looking this up. There's a lot of stuff here. Oh, Okay. Sorry, there's. If you ever want to listen, I, I'm. I should. It just says that while reading the Bible and Quran, in preparation for the Rick's story arc of Cerebus the Aardvark, Sim the author underwent a religious experience and converted to a mixture of Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, which blended into his political beliefs on feminism and gender roles. It would be amazing. I, I really don't know. St- I still, after all of that, I'm not totally sure what Cerebus the Aardvark is or what happens. But it is... I'm kind of uh, curious to read it now, though. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine reading this, like, goofy comic, and then it just... Uh, uh, takes a dark turn. Yeah. Okay. Alan Moore would later congratulate Sim for the most accurate portrayal of mystical experience ever put down in fiction. What? Okay. Well, uh, sure. I guess that, I guess that's a lot. (laughs) I guess it earned its place to be the name of Cerebus Syndrome. And then, of course, there's Six subtropes of Cerebus Syndrome. Uh, Cerebus Callback, Cerebus Retcon, Cerebus Roller Coaster, Knight of Cerebus, Reverse Cerebus Syndrome, and Sudden Downer Ending. Wow. Well, that was a fun uh, side street, I guess. <laughs> um, I, there's a full minute, I guess, of me just going, what? Huh? Hmm? Which I think makes for good listening. Um, there's, an, okay, so another, this is another great example of a trope that actually is kind of a fun idea, but doesn't really apply here, because they have the trope, no OSHA compliance. <laughs> that's just a, that's just a crime! Yeah, that's just literally <laughs> describing. You've described a crime. Um, because, like, you know, that's, like, it's fun in, I don't know, the one of the Terminator movies to be, like, no OSHA compliance because they have a fight in, like, a warehouse where you can fall into a vat of uh, molten metal. But here it's no OSHA compliance because OSHA stepped in and sued them and then made them keep people out of the tank or have a barrier. Yeah, that's this is a very different, like, that's not a trope. That's a... Crimes aren't tropes. The manslaughter trope, actually, I'm pretty sure TV Tropes, I bet you, has a page for manslaughter. Because they had a page, okay, no, well, they have one for accidental murder, so I guess that's the literal version. There was a trope, like, 
on one of the other episodes, I forget which one, that was like strangulation. And it's like, that's not a trope. That's just a method of killing. Um, there's, uh, there's also not evil, just misunderstood, which sure. And then also obviously evil. Um, what's, what do they count as? Oh, I don't know that there is obvious evil. I think that's the point of it. Yeah. It's weird how it says obviously evil, and that says the orcas themselves, even though the previous trope was not evil, just misunderstood, also the orcas. It says some of them seemed clever enough to know how to drown or torment their trainers. And it's like, well, they're, they are, I mean, not that the trainers should have gone through that, but, you know, they are imprisoned <laughs> in terrible conditions. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, if anything, again, not, well, I don't want, I want to minimize the people who were hurt, who were kind of really pushed into that situation by a company that didn't care about them. So we don't need to, uh, oh, so there's one also rebellious rebel. Okay. And I looked up the trope. Rebellious rebel is supposed to be like, okay, perfect example would be, uh, Cypher in the Matrix. Joey okay. Pants. Who is part of the rebel group but rebels against them. Right. So um, like a traitor. Yeah. That hey, that's a great way to phrase that. Someone should have come up with that trope, the the traitor trope. It's it's almost like they're just trying to like parse like I don't know, types of people and things that happen into smaller and smaller labels. Yeah. And also make them uh totally unintelligible it's just like well you know neo was really something of a cerebus cerebus protagonist yeah sure just like the protagonist of cerebus um but the the example they have is mark simmons who's like the one guy in the interview who's sort of who they like interview who's like kind of like towing the sea world line a little bit where he's like oh no it's impossible to think that these whales like reacted this way because of their treatment you know they don't do that people but like doesn't make him a rebellious rebel if anything that's the opposite you're just towing the company line yeah that's the opposite that's the exact opposite of that that's just being part of the problem uh, also, it's it's weird how many of these tropes, because then there's like tortured monster towards the end. It says Tilikum is not a creature you want to go swimming with. But it's totally understandable why he's become so aggressive and dangerous. And it's like, yeah, wasn't that the same as like not evil but misunderstood and like half of the, a non-malicious monster? This is like half of them are just. The same thing. Yeah. Oh, til- yeah. So really, they are really trying to pad this page for some reason. As though, do they have editors? No, I don't think so. I think that it's a f- open source thing. Because it's, it's like, that's what I figured, but it's so weird. Are they just not coordinating where someone's like, or is it like there are slightly different versions of these that people are trying to like, is a hot dog a sandwich or whatever, gerrymander their specific trope of Tilikum? Right. I don't know. Um, 
there's so I don't know if there are there are a couple other tabs up top for nightmare fuel and your mileage may vary. I don't know if there were any other tropes you saw on the page you want to hit before we uh move on to the TV tropes to the blackfish nightmare fuel tab which there's i'm fine with that i also have to uh, go shortly so yes so would you rather um would it be better if we just you want to jump into the trope guessing game and then yeah let's do a trope guessing game all right let's do that that'll be a fun way to end off after a uh, a harrowing dive into the minds of the sort of people who feel like they need to wring every trope they can out of Blackfish. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to go to a random trope and uh, tell you the name, and then you'll do your best to guess what it is. Okay. Um, I once tried to do this with random media, and uh, it's just a bunch of, like, anime I'd never heard of. Okay. Um, oh, okay. This is a good one. Big ball of violence. What do you oh, think the, the big, big ball? The, uh, is it Tilikum himself? <laughs> yeah, that's another. That's also on the uh, on the the Blackfish page. That's one of the eighty-seven ways they describe Tilikum. It's just a big ball of uh, just a thing that is large and violent. I mean, the this so, poor. But that's such a poor, reductive way to put this tortured animal. <laughs> So here's the thing. This one is actually so. This is a random trope to make clear. It's not on the. It's not necessarily. It probably is not applied to blackfish. So this is more specific than you might be thinking. It's a. It's a. It is a very specific phenomenon. And it's. I'll give you another hint. It's one normally seen in uh, animated stuff. I'd just say exclusively in animated stuff or something that's deliberately attempting to, you know, a live action thing that's like clearly trying to do a cartoon thing. I, is it, I don't, I don't know. Is it like when you try, is it like when, when you concentrate a ball of power and then throw it at somebody? See, that actually is a better description. I would say that this trope should have been called Big Cloud of Violence, or maybe a Fight Cloud. Oh, is it like when you can't see what's happening? Yeah, it's like when a fist is in a leg, and it's like, you know, like a comic strip. Oh my god, are they talking about the video? Because you can't see what's clearly happening? No, so these are not, sorry. These are, I'm just clicking random tropes. So these aren't actually applied to i should have made that clear to blackfish anymore oh, okay so this is like when you kind of can't see what's happening and it's like a ball and then there's like fists and stuff coming out and then every and then you see the aftermath exactly it's that exactly. big Got dust it. cloud in cartoons yeah um so here's another okay this is pretty obvious the quiet one it's a person who's like quiet but then yeah. they'll yeah. say one thing and it's like smart you nailed it great um that one's Oh, okay. Some of these are, like, too obvious. Oh, okay. How about God Mode Sue? God Mode Sue? Yeah. God Mode is, like, someone operating at their, like, highest level. Okay, Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Sue, I would guess, is... A reference to Sue Sylvester from Glee. That's not a bad guess. Am I right? Uh, no. That would be a great. That would be 
if you if it was act specifically about Sue Sylvester, can you guess that that would be incredible. It's have you heard of like Mary Sue? Yeah, like in fan fiction. Yeah, so I guess a god mode Sue is like that, but like impo- like impossibly powerful Mary Sue. Oh, okay. I thought that was what Mary Sue is anyway. Yeah, I guess even more so. Um I guess God Mode Sue exists purely to show how pathetically weak the rest of the world is and how badly they need their help. Um, yeah, I don't really know exactly how this is different than Mary Sue. Um, some of these, I think there's a lot of reductiveness in a lot of repetition. Um... Okay, what about I'm I'm gonna skip this one's like too obscure. Oh, one of them was crying critters, but that's It just makes me so- feel sad. Yeah, that one was actually in Blackfish. Okay. Let's let's do one more because I'm having a tough time getting a good one. Okay. Most of these are either way too obvious or like just so complete. Like one of them I just did was man in a kilt and it's like I think you know. That's not a trope, that's just a man wearing a kilt. Yeah. Um ugh. Yeah, some of these Okay. How about Epic Battle Boredom? Is it when two people do crazy cool stuff but act like they're bored the whole time? I think so. This happens frequently when the character is a one-man army. Um, I Reading TV tropes, just trying to understand basically because all of them it's are like other tropes like this sentence the problem is like, it's like it's only de- definable by other tropes yeah it says this happens frequently when the character is a one-man army or just plain old regular badass sometimes involves excuse me while i multitask or casual danger dialogue the person may think victory is boring and may tend to do blase boast compare strolling through the chaos where they often aren't even thinking of battling it's like <sighs> I need I I love compare to blank and it's just like the someone has to give you like a reading assignment before you can understand most of these, but um, but you know I think we uh I think we learned something. I think we covered a lot of ground here. Yeah, I think this was uh I think we learned a lot about the tropes in Blackfish. In the blog about um, ourselves. We learned. Oh, we learned a lot about ourselves. And uh, Jenny, thank you so much for thank joining. Thank you for having me. And yeah. I, um, I hope I'll talk to you soon. Yes, definitely. Is there anything you want to plug before we go? No, I don't. Even, I honestly, I'm not even using Twitter anymore. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, I guess that's the only thing right now. And then, and hopefully, I'll be able to announce some of my new projects soon. Nice. We'll follow Jenny on Instagram. That is, I know uh, we follow each other, but it's it's at Jenny Jaffe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, you are going to be, it's 
I don't know exactly when it'll start releasing, but you're going to be on uh, Sound Snacks, the audio sketch show that Casey and I... Yes, I am. Yes, are releasing soon. We ended up... Casey, fortunately, uh, in the middle of the process, got a new, a super cool uh, job. job. And, yep. uh, but which is good. Um, but so we, uh, you know, we're, in the, we're deep in the editing process and... At some point, you'll be able to hear Jenny on that as well. Oh, for sure. Um, we're, there's even a sort of sketch based off Tiger King, which <laughs> at the time we that I wrote it felt much more uh, immediate, but now will be a nice throwback. Um, okay, cool. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, and uh, thanks. Have, Have a good, good one. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jenny. Talk to you soon, and let's... Uh, stop recording now.